Hello and welcome. This is Pepin from Pepin Reacts. And today we have a very, very special episode. This is the Christmas episode of Breaking Bad. Also, I got my best friend here. His name is Meter. How you doing, Meter? I'm here too. Yeah, you are. That's true. Uh, factual. And I, I think this episode, we're going to have a lot of white stuff. Like, who knows what it could be? It's going to be under the tree under the carpet who knows i i'm excited do uh, you have any theories meter i mean i know you've seen the show before the whole thing i've only seen like the first season and a half or something like that but you know what's your predictions here my predictions are uh it's going to turn out walt jr is a kingpin uh, and he's been behind it the whole time and probably murdered somebody ah uh, ah uh, and when you say behind it the whole time you don't mean the baby. Leave that for you. <laughs> Let's get into it now. Yeah, one, oh. There's only one way to find out. <laughs> right here, live on Peppin Reacts. <sighs> Peppin Reacts pops in. Ooh, I think you did a good job with that. That should be like my intro thing. We'll work on it. Nice. Okay, that was the season finale of Breaking Bad season finale i thought it was good uh if i'm being real i don't think this was a great episode i think it was uh probably the worst episode they've had so far which is not to say it's bad uh i just think there's some some i mean okay doesn't really feel like a climax exactly i'd say and then i also say some of the plot elements were very surface level it was just like a lot of surface level drama which not necessarily bad but uh that, that's just kind of my thoughts there, but we can get more into it and maybe I'll change my mind because Meter has a lot of interesting perspectives that usually illuminate my like greater understanding, like for Marie, for instance. So uh, Meter, what are your thoughts? Um, yeah, I I don't know. I like I like that episode, especially as uh, a season finale. I think it wraps up a lot of plots uh, It while also tying everything together and setting a precedent for the future seasons. I think it leaves them in an exciting place that is head and shoulders above where we started. Mm -hmm. I think it does move the plot along pretty well because it establishes like this is where we were and this is where we are. So it's definitely like a, a new chapter in a way or maybe a second book. Uh, and you can see how the characters are changed. A lot of things are on the table. Uh, the changes in Walt are quite apparent. And then also the plot dynamic for the next season are established. So I think I could see that. I could say maybe maybe it's not like a... I wouldn't say it's a great season finale, but maybe it fits more into like the later seasons. Because usually maybe this is just my uh, my mind, but usually I see season finales as being like very like extra or very epic, like the highest, highest suspense or whatever. But that wasn't there too, too much, but... Uh, again, maybe my, my opinion will differ on this as things go on. Uh, but let's talk about some of the plot elements to it. So, there's a baby shower. Actually, let's start to the beginning here. So, Walt and Skylar were at, like, the PTA meeting or something like that. I don't know what it was. Mm. But uh, they were getting talked to about the... The, the stolen lab equipment and Walt got turned on by it and subsequently he turned on Skyler 
in a bit because that, that's what was surprising from this guy were I think because he's putting his leg his hand on her leg and she was not backing away and I don't know if that's because that's a part of Walt she's never really seen and likes it it's she, like she's a little bit of exhibitionist like that or if something else but they definitely made a, a like a drug like analogy there and Walt was loving it and Walt's kind of on a drug of power right now power or control or something like that and sex and violence are very tied together and he was just enjoying that whole thing because he was in complete control of that situation uh, what are your thoughts on that scene steve i think walt did a lot of testing the waters with skylar this episode all told and i think this was the first foray into that um testing the waters of doing something illegal with her and how receptive she would be to doing so I think mm -hmm. that was a lot of what that that whole situation was about as well as yeah walt kind of flirting with the idea that can't be not going to be caught and he's so not suspected that he can do stuff right in front of people and nobody will suspect him of anything next to the car the cop car they're doing something illegal right in that room they're doing something not socially acceptable mm -hmm, mm -hmm. is it surprising to you that skylar is about this like that she's into it no i don't know that we know too too much about skylar in general um yeah somewhat it, that is surprising uh, but i think it kind of adds another layer to to her uh and to her and walt's relationship both because mm -hmm. maybe in a way because walt's been discovering his uh bad side or his dark side and that's been a big story uh my hypothesis has been that he's kind of rediscovering his base self in a way yeah. like he's kind of going back to like a uh his his ideal self which is like a scientific thinking sort of uh thing that's a forceful reaction to the world and maybe in a way skyler's kind of getting a similar thing to that and there were some ties with other plot points like hank dirtying his hands with cuban cigars uh, there is uh, Marie gearing her hands with the whole uh, with the whole stealing thing. Uh, even a little bit of Walt Jr. He was dirtying his hands with the with uh, you know taking a video of side boob. Which come on, Walt Jr. Like your family's gonna see that. Like <laughs> always gonna be looking at this thing. Like why is there so much side boob? Yeah, I mean everybody. Everybody did illegal stuff in that episode. Mm. So they're all kind of culpable, but I'd say Walt's probably, you know, he, he's killed somebody. I think Hank's probably killed somebody, but it's probably a little bit different in that case. You know, mm -hmm. you could be arguments about that, but uh, Walt's killed somebody like cold blood, you could say, or it was premeditated and it was to cover up a drug crime. So you could, you could say Walt's probably on the lesser tier of evil there uh probably second to that would be marie maybe hank somewhere in there but hank's a little bit of a weird scenario here because he's technically enforcing the law and what he's doing is socially acceptable but maybe the tactics he does or the attitudes he has aren't productive or good so i think there's some confusion with that one but i'd say walt marie uh walt jr hank Skyler. I don't know why I put Walt Jr. there, but let's just pretend like it makes sense. Yeah, I mean, what I I would somewhat agree. I think that what 
Skyliner Walt did as the lowest tier because they were, it was victimless. And then next up would be Walt Jr., which is pretty near victimless, um, other than the exploitation of that, that woman without her knowing, which is obviously not right, but compared to Walt or even Marie's theft of hundreds of dollars worth of stuff or what we are now starting to see is more a serial thing where she's doing this at least twice now. Um, mm -hmm. It's going to be on a higher tier than that. Might say that Hank's uh, Hank's uh, grievances are worse than Marie's because Hank's job is to uphold the law and like that's a big part of his like his responsibility um in society and he is doing he's taking part in the exact system that is in place that prevents other people from doing the same thing so he's reaping the rewards of that he would other bust somebody else for it's like taking a cigar out of somebody's mouth putting them in jail and then smoking it yourself like mm -hmm. i'd say that is worse than even the theft hmm yeah, like, I guess that's like a, a philosophical point right there where if you are imposing morality onto people, you yourself have to be at least 10% more moral than the rules you're imposing. Hmm. So Hank does not fit that criteria. Like you can't bust, a, like this is a big criticism of some politicians. Uh, Obama was a big one that this was a criticism on, but not to get too political, but uh, he had smoked marijuana and also have done cocaine and he was busting people, you know, for those things. You know, mm -hmm. he, he, was, he was quite into that. So uh, into busting people. So that is a bit hypocritical on that end because, you know, if you believe you had a chance you needed a chance for this, and and you would have been, been say, I, I, okay, we're gonna, we're gonna get off topic here if I keep going, but I, I think there's a point to that where Hank is not of a high enough high enough level of morality to really justify his actions there. He's just mm -hmm. kind of going with the phones like, yeah, yeah, chumps. Yeah, but he does draw a line, and that's the point he made because they had the conversation, and Walt seemed pretty in, in control of that conversation. Hank made it like a little like marijuana uh, inference there. <laughs> and mm -hmm. it's funny how Walt just kind of stopped. Just a little bit of awkwardness. And I think I think Walt realized what was happening there at that point. Yeah. And, uh, and then Hank kind of like did a little escalation there himself. It's like, well, what about like, you know, heroin, cocaine? You know, the line gets drawn there. And Walt wasn't willing to draw any lines, which is kind of intriguing because like you're saying this episode's a lot about drawing lines and he didn't draw any line there i think it's more about testing the waters that's what he was doing pretty much every every action walt took was him testing the waters and seeing what people's breaking points were and where people lie in relation to the actions that he's taking hmm. Hmm. he tested him with hank there he tested him with skylar later on in that conversation where they were talking about what if I was the one doing stealing? That was him testing it. He tested how willing she was to get her own hands dirty by doing illegal things directly with her. Oh, I see. I see. Hmm. So he was, I'm not going to say implicating, but kind of dual experience. Yeah. Kind of testing the waters. Hmm. 
It's interesting. Uh, nobody suspects Walt of being involved, uh, at least in, during that meeting. Uh, all the teachers are kind of talking bad, or all the people are talking bad about the janitor. Like, did he do a background check? And it's mm. like, yeah, I, I get it. Like, I, I, I could imagine being in that room and hearing that kind of shit. For but sure. It's, it's just it's like, come on, people. Come on. It's, it's been that conversation has happened a thousand times this year, I bet. <laughs> it's like, who cares? Like, even if someone's done like cocaine or like, I don't know, some crazy drugs. Yeah. Like, I, I think what matters is more where people are right now than where they've been. And also, it's marijuana. It's not that big of a deal. I mean, mm-hmm. it, you know, and I guess that's a little bit of a point that uh, what was making like what's bad one day is good the next. Who knows? Yep. So we go into like a baby shower. Baby shower. I don't know if too much interesting happened besides a conversation between Walt and uh, Hank. I mean, that was a good conversation. But Conversation between Walt and his daughter. Is, oh, yeah. I think very pivotal. So it's like he was... It, the conversation kind of started out as a bit of a eulogy or like like he wasn't going to be there to kind of say it which it's kind of sad in the way and unfortunately i think that's how i'd approach the conversation too but then i'd kind of have to steer it back and like i'm not doing that uh mm. so i definitely felt that there uh, do you have the similar perception of that yeah somewhat i think it was a very general um you know this is this is what i want to say to you and you can put that lens on it of because i may not get another opportunity I think it was just, I see the opportunity to speak to you now. You know, you're seeing this in the future. It seemed like something very premeditated. Like, uh, the first thing he says is, I think about you all the time. And I think that was very clear in what he said, because he was succinct. Um, but it was also very, very heartfelt at the same time. Mm. That's a big change with him in general in this episode. And I think it's just a matter of fact that he did this crazy thing last episode with blowing up the uh the building because mm-hmm. he just seems so confident and just so like i'm not gonna say secure but mm-hmm. he, he just he has like a different air about him and that might be part of it there because he spoke with such confidence and I, I i might say that's part of the reasoning there why he sounded premeditated or I think they said it with confidence, but that's just a slightly different perspective on that. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, and then, did, okay, I'm going to talk about two things here, and these kind of interplay. So there's the whole thing where they have to get, you know, Walt has an idea, and he promises more meth than they expect. And he has a plan. To, well, just got to get the stuff. Jesse's very resourceful and gets the stuff. Jesse at the same time is selling his house and they go steal a barrel and then they start making meth in the basement while there's a full house or a uh, open house. I like I, I get the the let's get the the pure chemicals and everything but I thought the both of those kind of other aspects were a little bit silly like stealing the barrel and just being that easy and you know it's more like a little comical than anything. Uh, maybe it's going to you know, go down the line. 
And also the whole open house thing there. Like, I don't think the open house aspect had to be in the story at all, or Jesse selling his house, because it didn't have any effect except for a little bit of tiny tension there. Like, just a tiny bit of tension where they had to keep him out, but it wasn't even that big of a deal to keep him out. He just eventually just tells him to go away. So mm. I, I don't think it was integral to the plot. And that, that whole little, oh, no, they're in here. It felt like false tension, a little bit of padding to me. Uh, which I've been very, you know, praiseworthy of the show. But when I see, unfortunately, when I see little issues like that, that I, at least I perceive to be issues, I kind of like focus on them. Uh, what, what are your thoughts? How can you defend it if you can or, you know? Think, I think for, I think the beginning of it with him selling his house kind of showed Jesse's state of mind because he got out of the hospital. He didn't know walt had done any of this stuff or walt intended to keep cooking or any of that like the escalation happened very rapidly in this episode of their business so in jesse's mind he's done he's gonna cut his losses and sell his house and move he doesn't feel comfortable in his house doesn't feel comfortable with the things that have happened to him he's ready to move on then walt comes in and convinces him to stay and not only does he have does is he now staying in that house staying with those demons that surround him but he's doubling down and in the same basement where all this shit happened they're now continuing to cook and escalate their business so i think it's kind of a big thing that took jesse from this, i'm going to move on and leave this these demons behind these demons in the basement behind to i am now working beside these demons to grow this business and go forward down the path that the demons live on. Uh, I think that was super interesting. The open house thing, I think, was probably uh, on your side. Um, there's kind of like some unnecessary tension that didn't really go anywhere. Um, which, you know, is good because the it does a great job of, the, of adding tension and having tension in every episode, but probably not the best way to do it. Maybe not even necessary at all. Mm -hmm. Um maybe there's something that'll come of that that we don't know about yet that's possible mm -hmm. um or uh maybe maybe somebody saw something who knows there was what could be coming from that that we don't know about yep i mean some girl was smelling something so th oh. there was that i feel bad for the realtor because she was just she was putting on such a good fake act and it, it just became harder and harder to do with this guy mm -hmm. uh, and i do i do uh say come back a little bit with the the severity of the selling the house because i think that makes sense because jesse was not aware that any of that happened and so he was trying to sell his house before walt got there and it makes sense because he got the shit beat out of him he mm -hmm. got away but he probably expects tuco's gonna come back back from at some point and kill him right mm -hmm. so okay I, I i agree with you that maybe selling the house or when we get more serious I agree with you that selling the house wasn't stupid. So that, that makes sense plot-wise. But the selling in the open house, uh, and then, yeah. I, I guess he ha they had to establish that he would want to get out of there, but then they had to like keep him there, right? And that's the way to do it. Uh, so it, it works in that sort of way. So mm, I'm still a bit iffy on the later part, but the first part, I agree with it. That, that makes sense. Uh, what, what do you if think? Nothing, if nothing else comes of it, I'm 100% in your corner. That was a way, the open house thing was a waste of time. Uh, it, was a, it was a really shitty like way to 
get your heart pumping for something that didn't matter at all. There was no payoff. Yeah. Yeah. And also, it's it's kind of like the, you can see it through the windows there. Like, yeah. uh, I, I've been doing some open houses recently. And th- that's one thing you do. Like, when you're walking around the outside of the house, which you do, you look through the windows. Why? Because you want to see what it looks like through the windows. You want to see if there's a meth operation in the basement. You know, what it might be... What it might be also symbolic of is Walt's confidence and that he's not taking a lot of the precautions that he would normally take because of how confident he is. And like you said, they're just like, continue to cook. While all those people were up there, it was like, Walt was just like, all right, go handle it, which showed that he trusted Jesse to just like make it happen. Just that's a big step. Um, included and that also was shown when he had Jesse get all of these things and just left him to it and said like I believe in you you're the only one who can do this put him back on board and uh, he didn't care about covering the windows he didn't care about any of that that may be showing that Walt is confident maybe to the point of some slight carelessness which again this could be minor indications now of bigger problems down the road I think it'll be interesting to see if anything comes of it that's that's where I'll leave that as I agree with you, but let's see if anything comes of it. I, I still have faith in Van, Vince Gilligan and, and the writing crew. Mm-hmm. So with that, uh, also, it's a good point that he was being careless, but he was also, like, he did a good job because the only one person that we saw was kind of, like, doing a little sniff. So that's pretty good for cooking, like, meth in the bath, uh, in the basement. So that's pretty decent. Yeah. Uh, Jesse was kind of standing up for himself a little bit. Because, you know, I, I, guess, I guess it's a street smarts, book smart sort of thing. And Walt doesn't think about, like, the some of those more simpler aspects. Like, where did the Sudafid actually come from? You think it's easy to get? Like, mm-hmm. he spent, like, a week, you know, trying to get it. And Jesse's very good at sourcing. That, that's one of his, uh, his, his uh, skills. Like, a very good skill he has. Because the fact he got, like, almost all that stuff, except for the... Mm-hmm. Uh, methylene is pretty methylamine methylamine it's pretty impressive uh going on to the the break-in scene uh it it seemed a little bit underwhelming because it's almost like they like okay imagine like you're gonna break into a secret top secret like military base and plays out like that it's kind of like oh yeah they just locked someone in the bathroom and took off with a barrel that would have been that would have been stupid if they were in a top secret military base. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they were just at some chemical warehouse. Like, have you ever seen the security at a warehouse? It's a guy on a little golf cart riding around taking a shit every hour. Like, am, am I overestimating the security? I think you are. Okay. I think, I think if anything, the underwhelmingness of it is like even more. Uh, like even more the point like i think it's more realistic that you know imagine if that was your job you were the security guard and you've done that for the last 15 years nobody's ever tried to break in or anything wouldn't be suspicious like then all it takes is one break in though and i bet that changes all their procedures and Mm -hmm. all that stuff yep Yep. it'd seem easy but i i might argue that it would be easy to Mm -hmm. do something like that the 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 fact that they just kind of walked it out that was a little bit strange. That was strange to me too. 
maybe they didn't want them to know that they were taking the barrel away, but at the same time, they're going to do inventory after that sort of stuff. They're going to have, like, video. Like, I don't... They're going to know what was doing, so... <laughs> they just made it so hard on themselves. Hmm. But it's a little bit... I think that thing was more, like, for comedy than anything else. Uh, I, yeah, probably. But I, I just don't think it worked super well for me. But who knows? It, it, might, it might change my mind. My, can't talk. It might change my mind later on. And so they got the methylene. Also, one other point is that they use thermite to kind of break through the lock. I think they've been pretty good about, like, the chemical type stuff. But that's not how thermite looks. Thermite's way, way deadlier than that. They made this look like sparklers, which I think it's probably was the sparklers. Uh, but uh, thermite does some crazy stuff. It's it's like molten lava, lava almost. It's pretty crazy stuff. Yeah, it looks like he cut it with something. He got the thermite out of those things, but then he mixed in some other chemical, remember? Right, he broke open all the Etch-A-Sketches and put them all in a thing, and then he had something in a plastic container that he poured in it was like a red a red uh, an orange red color hmm. red red rock red sand or whatever i'm not certain so he might have cut it with something that uh, i don't know science yeah but a thermite would definitely get any locks open that's for sure it, it will hmm. destroy them uh and then so they have enough methylene to last like uh essentially the rest of the show it seems that's what it kind of, they're implying uh and so it, and it kind of makes sense methylene because uh meth is i forget what meth is exactly chemically uh, but it's got a methyl group in there so methylene meth you know it, it makes sense um any, anything that's derivative of that so i'm trying to think of anything else with walt and them uh walt and jesse can't think of anything too too much more so we can move on to skyler so there's this whole scene or this whole plot point about the bracelet or tiara which tiara is a weird gift for a baby and mm -hmm. you made the point which we'll get to that the gift is for the child not for the parents i disagree with that i think when you have a baby shower everything is for the parents essentially but you're getting stuff the parents would want to buy for the baby. And a $500, $600 tiara that's like all gold and studded, like who'd want to buy that for the baby? Unless they're like just rich people. But I, I, it's just a weird gift. And Skylar was mad. And I, I was kind of confused about what the madness was or the anger was, but it's because she bought her that when she could have bought her something more usable. And she knows that they have money issues. So why wouldn't she, like, you know, reprimise? And so so Skylar goes to return it. She knows that Marie's going to have an issue with returning it. And then she gets held up. And she's like, you can't detain me. And it's, it's correct. They can't get detain her legally. Like, I think it's a big, big thing is uh, if someone steals from you, you can't just, like, lock them up. You have to, like... You, you, you know, everything has to be voluntary. So Skyler was right there, but she didn't know what she was doing. But then she faked being pregnant. Uh, she did a very good job. Uh, oh. She faked being labor. Okay. 
It's the same thing. Okay. I mean, what is pregnancy but one very long bout of labor with an intense burst at the end? Not that. I, I'm defending myself, Steve. Let me do it. I understand poorly. <laughs> yeah. Go on. So they, she, she gets out of there, uh, essentially through blackmail. I think I agree. It's kind of a blackmail that she was doing. And then I, I guess they got it back too. So didn't care too, too much. Like just let's just get this lady out of our hair. We got the tiara, the, uh, tiara back. So this is good enough, I guess. Uh, and she confronts Marie and Marie just kind of like pretends not to know what she's talking about. She's like, what? What are you talking about? And they had a bit of an argument there, but of a falling out. Uh, I know people with Marie. I've seen that kind of thoughts and behaviors where you bring up something that they did wrong and just deny it. J just like that. It's such an interesting personality aspect. And I think I've done that before too, a couple times. Maybe not to that degree, probably more like with little things, I think. But I've seen people do it on the extreme scale like that. And it's 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 the weirdest kind of behavior there. So what are your thoughts of all of that plot line right there? That that whole kind of like beat. Um I don't know. I think it's everybody having like an illegal thing that they're doing and everybody kinda of handling it differently. Hank's just very open about it. He's like, Yeah, it's illegal. Like that I get a friend a a favor for an FBI guy and now I have this illegal thing and we're smoking it together. Walt kind of like testing the waters, asking people different things, asking different people about like their own thoughts on morality uh, behind illegal things. Skyler doing an illegal thing, but it's like a victimless thing. And then responding negatively to other uh, times that it's brought to her attention, like with Marie or when Walt asks her bold face. Um, and her, Marie's defense is to just straight up lie. So uh, maybe to the point of even being in denial herself. Mm -hmm. So it's interesting to see the different way that people are handling their own morality and their own uh, way of confronting when they're doing things that are illegal. Hmm. What do you, I know you probably can't answer this fully, but what do you think Marie's motive is in stealing? Uh, the same thing I've always said it is power. Mm-hmm. I'm getting more and more of the impression that it's about keeping up with looks. Like, so there's a contrast between Walt and Hank's family, right? And hmm. Hank's family seems to be a bit better off. And they don't have kids, so there's that. But they seem to be a little bit better off. And I kind of wonder if they're not actually that much better off. And if it's more that they're trying to put on that wolf like maybe they're not doing bad but i think marie wants to appear as more successful or say higher class than she actually is like she's mm -hmm. got some insecurity there and kind of going to her speech to holly uh walt's newborn baby and this is okay stop uh so going to the speech that she gave it seems to me like she was talking about looks like, oh, I'm not going to age in these next, you know, 20 years when you see this because I'm perfect and beautiful for our forever and for always. 
And so I think it's very pertinent that that was about looks and appearance there, because I think that's kind of her her thing. And of course, there's probably some power aspects there too. But I, th I think the end goal, like the end goal for Walt, like, like, like the mechanism that drives him is power, but the end goal is money. For Marie, the main mechanism that drives her is probably power as well and control. But I think more so the end goal is uh, status. Hmm. And Maybe that, it's the what what these people perceive as power. It's different. Mm -hmm. Oh, is that yeah. what you're saying? Yeah, that, that, that's that's probably the way to look at it. Because power is amorphous. Yeah, you're right about that. Because like for some person, power might be social status. Another person might be like say physical strength. Another person it might be knowledge. Right, there's many different aspects to that, and yeah, I think I think you're right. They have different conceptions of power. Walt doesn't care about the status of power, uh, or at least I don't think he does. He, he seems a little bit missed about it, based off that time he saw that uh, New York Times cover with his partner on there, with uh, uh, the guy from Gray Matter, but I don't think he cares about power per se, or like how people see them necessarily but marie's quite the opposite hmm. skylar i don't think skylar has any detrimental flaws right yet not that i can think of maybe she's a little bit prissy i mean that's the only thing i think of. she's too pious yeah yeah she's a little pious yeah there we go yeah and maybe, yeah, maybe a little pushy too. Uh, uh, yeah, I can, I can come up with some minor flaws, but generally she's not like too too crazy or anything. She doesn't do anything too immoral. I mean, she talks about things behind her back, but I mean, I think that's kind of normal. Hmm. So I'm trying to think of any other plot points here. Can you think of any meter? Uh, yeah, you didn't talk about Tuco at all. Oh yeah, Tuco Sam. So, your favorite serial time <laughs> friend. So, what would you say there is to discuss about Tuco? Um, why? Well, I think that Walt's relationship, Walt and Jesse's relationship with Tuco, is interesting, as well as Tuco's relationship with uh, his own people. Hmm. So with Walt, Walt willing to like say, I want all of it, asking to be on consignment, like fronted, um, while not even understand, like not understanding the lingo fully. Um, Jesse being a translator there, super interesting. Jesse being willing to stand beside Walt, go back to the guy who beat his head in, or his gut, as it were. Mm -hmm. Um, Tuco's response in seeing Jesse. Uh, and just Tuco's mindset in general is all, I think, very interesting. I'm interested in your take on all of it. Yeah. The first thing I'll say is that Walt makes a very good argument. And it's that Tuco speaks in money. I think that's the language of Tuco. Uh, money and respect. And if you don't have money, you don't have respect. And I, I guess there's like sort of power plays too. But... It's, it's, it's like Jesse couldn't back down when he learned that Tuco gave him 35 grand, I think it was. You know, like, 
oh, he gave you that, then that means to go serious. He wouldn't give you that money if he wasn't trying to do this thing. Now, Jesse has some hesitation here because he knows Tuco's crazy. And Tuco is not a person to mess with. And I think that's the biggest risk here that Walt's not really calculating is Tuco is interested in money. That's his language, but that's not his only language. His other language is also respect and kind of uh, dominance because he first wanted to get rid of uh, uh, Walt and them because uh, actually he wanted to off Jesse because he wanted to be the only supplier in that region. So it's kind of a power dominance sort of thing. So I don't think Walt's fully accounting for Tuco. And Tuco is a character. I mean, number one, Walt is somehow able to speak his language because Walt's speaking that Walt, you know, the interest of money and everything like that. So somehow he's able to communicate. He's also doing it very confidently, which I think you have to do with Tuco. Like when you heard Tuco's uh, dude kind of talking back or kind of speaking for him, he did it very kind of like, like subservient kind of tone, kind of like Jesse was doing. And Tuco does not respond to that because he just sees that and he just sees you as weak, not an equal. And then he just kind of just start going off. So I, I think, hmm, I'm going to think more about Tuco here because I'm gathering my thoughts. So Tuco is definitely crazy. He's messed up and he is somewhat rational. He, like I said, he thinks in money, but I don't think money is the only thing he thinks of, or he thinks about money in the long term. And he sees Walt and Jesse as his bitch essentially now, which I think that was kind of like the setting in the dawning of like a realization there. Like number one, they're getting involved with this guy who just beat up like one of his underlings, just like for saying something so simple. And of course he was on meth and maybe some extra powerful meth if we were to guess, but you know, with Tuco asserting that essentially, oh yeah, they work for me. I think that was a very poignant point they're making there. And also that they just got beaten up or he's got beaten up. It's kind of saying that that could happen to them too. If they start kind of talking back or kind of doing stuff like that, then he might be liable to beat them up as well. So I think it's like a giant hairball if they've gotten into with Tuco. Like he could do a lot of benefit as far as cash and money, but, but the way that Tiku kind of sees this is very detrimental to them because yes, they have a supplier, but that supplier is, you know, not a good guy. Like if, if you mess with them or if you don't produce the product, that's kind of more, I think what it is. If you don't produce the product, then he's going to come back on you because there's a very, very heavy emphasis on the one week and every week we'll see you here and we'll do the exchange. So I I, th I, th I think now they're kind of owned in a sort of way. How would you follow up on that? Yeah. Um, yeah, kind of the, if I'm willing to do this to one of my own guys, what I, what would I do to you? It's a massive power play there. Um, and he knows that Jesse's already in line and he can't afford to... Uh, why do you think he... Why do you think he doesn't front on Walt at all Heisenberg as it were I think it's because Heisenberg speaks with confidence number one and he doesn't back down because people get like where I've noticed people go wrong is to start getting like placative and subservient when 
Tuco gets mad because if Tuco kind of like puffs his chest out and you kind of like recoil a little bit, then Tuco kind of like will go in even harder. But Walt stays puffed. Like he, he just he doesn't back down. And also Walt will start bringing out facts or he kind of like escalates it even more. And so I think Tuco respects that. And I also think there's a little bit of crazy in Walt too. So I think they both kind of understand each other. I don't think Walt understands Tuco, you know, amazingly, but I think he understands that Tuco is a man of money and that he can speak reason to him, which is why he keeps going to this like sort of rational things. Like this isn't in your interest, is it not? Uh, which I think is different from Jesse because Walt can convince Jesse with things in the interest, but Jesse always comes up with other things. But Tuco kind of falls more in line with what Walt's saying, which is kind of interesting. He, he speaks more directly to Tuco's interests because Tuco's interests are simplified. And that could just be perhaps because his interests are more, more narrowed. It could have to do with their relationship too. The relationship between Walt and Jesse is much more complicated and there's emotions involved and it's kind of a business thing with Tuco. Hmm, that's true. That's true. You don't have to bring in those other emotions and thoughts. So you're saying machismo is really the big, the big one there. Yeah, I, I, yeah, machismo and uh, personal interest. I think mm-hmm. both of those kind of play in the line. And also, if you're fucking crazy, but you know, Tuco is crazy, right? But he's very successful in what he's doing. Mm-hmm. He can't just be crazy because someone who's just crazy and irrational can't have that kind of success unless somehow other people are leading him, which is obviously not the case there. He's leading the, the fray. So he must have some sort of rational capability. And if you can appease that, then I think you can, if you can speak to his rational instinct, then I think you can win him over because that's how he's kind of been successful there. But sorry, I interrupted you. You didn't. Okay, well, if you were going to say something, say it because I just ran out of words. Do you think age has anything to do with it? fact that Walt is significantly older than Tuco? At least, I would imagine, at least 10 years, right? Hmm. I don't think so. Let me, let me think on that for a second here. It's going to think aloud. He's he's very much about respect, right? He That's what he's brought up pretty much every time we've seen him. Mm-hmm. Like, respect, respect. Mm-hmm. So, maybe there's like a respect your elders type of mentality in there as well. Hmm quite possible because that would make sense because jesse would be seen just as a kid Mm -hmm. and the other two seemed i don't like to say younger but maybe a little bit younger so that that's quite possibly a thing and that is sort of an instinctive thing people i mean i it's a cultural thing but it's also instinctive because people just naturally respect older people more than younger people Hmm. do you think there's any uh do you think Walt has any armor uh, in the fact that he's the cook, and he like like he's like you like this product, you want me to keep making this product? So he kind of has that. So maybe Tuco did want to beat up Walt, and Walt told him to calm down, and he knew he couldn't unleash his crazy on Walt or Jesse. Otherwise, Walt may not cook for him anymore. So he had so he did on somebody who there would be no repercussions for him. Hmm. So also being like. You respect me, you respect me, you respect me. The thing. Transference? Yeah. Yeah, because that would make sense. I mean, because I saw it as just him being, like, uh, you know, super high on meth. Mm-hmm. 
and just needed to get that energy out and just got really triggered by something really simple, which he seems to like you'd get done anyway, right? But there's definitely a statement being made there too. I think you're right about that because he every time we've seen him take drugs, he's beating somebody up. Mm-hmm. Hmm. He did with Jesse and he did with this guy, and he didn't take any drugs when we saw him with Walt. Hmm. That's true. That's true. Though I wouldn't say it's entirely conclusive because he still agreed with them on this. He's he he's still heard reason, so I don't think it makes him irrational. But I do think it makes him want to beat people up. Which I wonder if that's yeah. like a path of stock sort of thing. If you get super high in math and you always beat somebody up, getting high in math will make you likely to beat somebody up. Possibly. Also, when Walt uh, and Jesse brought him the amount, it was over four pounds. It was like 4.2 or something. So, go ahead, his guy, give Walt more money to make up for the point two. Mm-hmm. So, he paid him for any additional over as well, which mm-hmm. is very interesting. That was not that was without prompting i was just to go did it yep i mean i'm not surprised because it's it's like he sees walt as a big money maker i mean mm-hmm. from his point of view he just hit the jackpot mm-hmm. this guy willing to cook he's cooking like super fine grade stuff tuco has a bit of an air about him too so if he's selling like the you know the best crystal in the area he's gonna feel super like good about himself so I think there's a lot of aspects there that kind of play into that. So I, I don't think it's it's uh, that weird. Uh, I, it may, I, I thought he would do it. I mean, obviously, I've seen the episode like 10 years ago. So but I don't think I remember that part from it. It, it would be it would be less surprised or it'd be more surprising to me if Tuco wasn't willing to do this deal anyway, like like. Hmm. He, he saw this money-making opportunity, and then when he realized that what was crazy, you know, back then, he's very open to make the deal, right? Because he's like, you know, this sold really well. Can you make this for me? And so he just sees Walt as, like, dollar signs. And I think you're right. You can't kill the cook. But I don't think Walt is fully calculating here because you can, you can still imprison the cook. Mm-hmm. Now, maybe that's a bad idea with Walt because Walt could make weird things right he can make chemical reactions happen that you don't expect and it could screw everything up but i I do think he just sees walt as a cash cow right now Mm -hmm. so is there any other aspect for tuco do you think okay so i think that probably covers all my thoughts unless you have any last thoughts i don't think you do Okay. Uh, Walt lying to Skyler is the only other, only other thing that I can think of coming up with that thing with the, under the sweat lodge, but him out of the house for multiple days so he had an excuse of where he was while he was cooking. Mm, yep. Yep. My my respect for Skyler went down a little bit because she's suggested holistic healing, which, mm. I, I I don't think, I mean maybe she was trying to get at more like is this psychological or something right maybe mm. she was doing that but i don't know it seemed a little a little strange there her husband has cancer i don't blame her for asking the question at least and exploring all your options it doesn't hurt anything to ask questions mm-hmm. yeah walt i think it shows walt has gotten much better at lying to skylar because that was a well thought out meditated 
he took the time to like be looking it up ahead of time before she walked in so that when she walked in it would prompt that discussion next and then he already had it planned out and asked her permission so now it was like it was something he knew she was going to agree to in a way it was kind of her idea it shows he's listening to her he respects her opinion and it gives him an excuse that covers the whole time that she's probably not going to check up on and he can come back and smells weird and he has an excuse for that right off the top of his head there it, it was not the same shaky weird lying he's done in the past this was very well done lies that were super believable and he was confident in them and skylar had absolutely no questions about it hmm. yeah i think it's a lot of good points because uh, that's like walt's unshakable confidence this episode uh mm-hmm. it just played large and yeah uh honestly i think the thing that's scary about that is uh and this is why i don't go down the path of lying if i was to lie like it would be kind of like that kind of lie like very well planned out like a little too meticulous and so uh walt and i have a lot of similarities in those sort of weird ways and Mm -hmm. that's why i think it's important not to go down that path of making meth killing domingo and Mm -hmm. the 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 other one you know i'm talking about oh yeah amarillius him oh and Amarillius. yeah and and also I, I think the worst thing that walt's done so far is uh he, he he turned down money he's gonna get free checks in the mail and he said no what a monster greed man see this is how i do it i would cook the math i would take the checks double down on the money doesn't make any sense get the double money no double money double money double money like that never occurred to all like i can not only exploit this rich people thing that i had a part in plus i could exploit people who are addicted to meth at the same time Mm -hmm. see fuck the poor fuck the rich fuck everyone that's the best mentality Walt could have had, but he didn't. I'm excited for season two. I'm, I'm, I'm not expecting... I don't, I don't know what I'm expecting for season two. Because it could go... It could escalate even further. Or it could kind of stay at this kind of level and be like a gradual rise. Uh, what's kind of weird about this, this season is if I was to like graph it out, it's kind of like, like boom... And then it kind of peaks down and then kind of boom and then kind of actually it's kind of just like a steady hold on it's like up and then kind of stays gradual rise and then it kind of you know escalates right from there uh in terms of say walt severity because like he starts off like it, it goes from zero to like 100 real fast and then kind of slows down kind of like just gradually increases and then you know when he pulls up the place that's where it kind of really just kind of takes off in his like attitude like his sense of morality and everything, which I still don't know if he has a real sense of morality. I mean, he does in some ways, but I don't know. I don't know. But that, that'll be interesting to see in the later seasons. Uh, I think I think Walt's the mo- character I'm most interested in seeing about. Uh, and then I think Skylar's another character I'm interested in seeing because Skylar's pretty interesting. I, I think having that, I think she's a very, very important perspective because she is kind of like the outside view, like the normal, normal, normal view. And you could say Walt Jr. is that in a lot of ways too, but maybe to a lesser extent. But Skylar is kind of the rock that kind of grounds the whole story. 
And I'm interested to see what happened with her and also her relationship with Walt, because I don't know how that's sustainable throughout the rest of these seasons if things keep escalating. Do you have any predictions for what might happen in, in season two? Is there going to be escalation? What problems are they going to face? Uh, I think the problems they're going to face is the relationship with Tuco isn't going to go super, super well. I think mm-hmm. I think that's just very shaky because uh, it's very probable they're going to miss stuff because Walt, I mean, Walt's got stuff to, he's doing, right? I mean, he's got, he's got a wife. Lot of, they have a lot of money right now. That's true, too. And then I, th- I think Jesse is just going to be going along for the ride for the most part. I think he's going to probably gain some confidence in certain things. I don't know what's going to happen with Skyler and Walt. I think that's the, the biggest question mark for me. Uh, I, th- I think in later seasons, Walt's going to gonna have a divergent personality a bit. Because we're kind of seeing him take on that aggressive, amorphous kind of personality i think that's just gonna grow and grow over the seasons and whether it's gonna like turn into something like uh, extreme i don't know because i think there could be that kind of duality between like walt and uh heisberg let's say but i don't know if it's gonna be more duality or more so that he's just heisberg now but he has to put on this say Walt face every once in a while just to deal with like the the idiosyncrasies of society. He might actually start hating society for that because he just wants to be himself there. I think he's going to develop an allergy to polyethylene and not be able to cook anymore. That would be unfortunate. Mm-hmm. That's my guess. <laughs> Is that a spoiler? Has <laughs> he very specific? I have, to, I have to watch to find out. <laughs> It seems it's either a very, that's either a very specific spoiler or a very specific red herring. Let me ask you something, Nate. Do you like fish? Uh, no. No? No. That's it. That was the whole sentence. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah, f- f- fish aren't very good. Uh, I mean, number one, they smell a lot. Uh, number two, uh, they make you kind of gassy. Uh, number three... Uh, they come from the sea. You know, some people say they come from, you know, say rivers, lakes, and ponds. But I think those people are full of shit. The mm-hmm. last time I saw a lake was when I was five. And when I was five, that was a while ago. Is it probable that lakes and ponds still exist today when I have not seen them with my own eyes? Some people say yes. Some people say no. But no. I mean, come on, people. Let's get real. Mm-hmm. There's a keyboard behind you. That keyboard's fuel because I can see it. But if I don't see something, can we say anything? No. Good question. No. Object permanence. What even is it? <sighs> Shit, where did Steve go? Oh, hey, Steve. Oh, I'm here too. Well, you guys definitely like the video if you like the video. Hate the video if you do, but you know, still leave a like. It, it lets me know that you hate it. And commenting is something that you can do as well it's a matter of typing words you don't have to type words i I don't care i'm not going to read the comments anyway because you guys are going to spoil everything you're going to say hey well yeah just wait for season two when you see walt throw a big dick and it's like i i I don't want to know that i want to be surprised by it and favoriting the video 
that's the thing, right? You can come back to it. Also, subscribing. That's like from subscription. It, it, that's the root word. And most of all, ding, ding, ding. Definitely, you guys have a great day. And I react, you react, Peppin reacts here on Peppin reacts.